0: Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And
1: I am Gloria Ackerman.
0: And this week, uh, we're. Doing what we've done in the past when we've encountered two part episodes, we're taking the two parter and then leaving the episodes that surround it. Since they, since obviously the people making these DVDs were not considerate of the fact that at some point in the future, we would need them, the two parters, to fall on an odd and an even episode couple rather than an even and an odd episode couple. So this week, we're going to be reviewing season 8 episodes 4 and 5, Goodbye Radar. Um, the really short version of this is, this is the episode where Radar leaves the Seventh, where uh, Gary Berghoff leaves the cast, and then we have the permanent cast set for the remainder of the series. There are no other changes. The long version, or longer version, is that Uh, Radar is still on R&R from uh, a few episodes ago, or that he's on R&R again. Could be either one, I guess. And Klinger is in charge of the company clerk duties while Radar's away. They end up losing their generator, which, as you can imagine, when they use it for surgery, for the lights, for refrigeration, for blood the food kind of takes the camp down is calling around he can't find uh, another generator Uh, Radar ends up coming back from leave after being held up at the air transport station for a while where he meets uh, Lieutenant Patty Davis I believe
1: that's what I heard
0: yeah um Patricia Patty Haven. Oh, Haven. Lieutenant Patricia Patty Haven, and um, kind of falls for her, and she only lives a hundred miles away in um, Land Lancaster, Lancaster, Missouri. And before Radar leaves the airport, they kiss, and you know you can tell there's something that's supposed to happen there. Radar gets back to the four double seven, strikes out with the generator, and um, just can't get one, even though he's reaching out to all of his contacts and pulling as hard as he can. Um, at the end of the first part, he's still trying to get a generator, can't, and then uh, gets the guy who's trying to help him to just send all the jeeps and trucks he can to the 477th so that they at least have light outside that the doctors can operate by. Well, then, uh, after that, we go to the swamp, and the captains are having a little chat session. Colonel Potter walks in. He got a telegram that Radar's Uncle Ed died. Because of that, Potter gives Radar uh, a hardship discharge. We start up Episode Two right after that, and uh, seeing how things are, seeing how Klinger has done in his stead, uh, Radar decides that it's best if he stays at the four double seventh because he thinks that without him, uh, the whole thing will fall apart. I'm sorry, that's actually when they get the Jeeps. Mm -hmm. After that. Yep. Because that's when um, Colonel Potter says, you know, don't know what we would have done without you.
1: You're a true hero.
0: And that's when Radar says, I'm staying. So that's the point at which that happens. Well, then as Radar is doing this, that, or the other thing around camp, Klinger takes a call from Hondo... The key, uh, who has a generator that he just got and uh, wants to trade the generator for whatever he can get. Well, Klinger takes up on this, goes down to get the generator, and Major George Van Kirk comes from the supply comfort company Complaining how they've lost two of his generators there already and they had to swipe a backup generator from a mash Just to get by on this is the backup generator from the four double seventh that went missing when their primary generator went down So Klinger does some fast thinking and manages to swipe it out from Major Van Kirk's nose brings it back to the four double seventh and proves that he is As capable as radar just not as experienced yet at that point radar agrees yes it is time for me to go home so they get this big going away party ready for him and just as Hawkeye's escorting him over to the mess tent for the party choppers come in and uh, we see radar Saying goodbye to people, each one. Each one first. Colonel Potter, as he's taking care of the wounded ro- roster. Uh, Margaret. No, was it?
1: I think it was Hawkeye first. Then well, Colonel Potter.
0: Oh yeah. I call Hawkeye last because of how that happens. Oh. But
1: okay. I you're right.
0: Yeah, Potter. Um, I think it was Margaret next, where she says, "You know, kid, you're okay." Uh, Klinger. I'm not good at long goodbyes kid and radar hands him the clipboard and says you take care of this this is yours now um then uh father mulcahy uh who says god bless you radar and uh you know radar says so thank you father and thank god too um then Winchester who says good luck in your bucolic endeavors and in Radar's way he doesn't know what Charles means by bucolic so he says oh you too too sir <laughs> um, BJ says goodbye to him and tells him that Peg and Aaron are set to meet him at San Francisco airport uh, gives, asks if Radar has the toy for Aaron packed away which he does and then gives Radar a kiss on both cheeks and says this one is for Pe- uh for okay. Peggy, and um. this one is for Aaron. And Radar says I'll try and keep them straight, sir.
1: <laughs> I thought that was so cute.
0: And then Radar is just kind of wandering the camp. He goes in, tastes the awful icing on his going away cake, um, says goodbye to his animals one more time. And then the second saddest moment for me of the episode is when he then goes to OR where everybody is still very busy and he sees Hawkeye, and he he doesn't go in, he's not scrubbed, he's not sterile, he's in his dress uniform, and he catches Hawkeye's eye, and Hawkeye just kinda stops and stands up straight, and gives the probably second real salute of his life to Radar, and Radar takes a step back so he can, from the door, so he can give a proper salute too. Goes back out into the compound where the Jeep is now honking, Pulling uh the jeep that he's gonna take to the airport pulls up and uh after a little you, you can tell radar's thinking about his time at mash and about going home and he after that a moment of that he says all right let's go surgery ends the captains and colonel potter come out They comment on how warm of a night it is. They go over to the mess, or to uh, the swamp, go in. They're about to have some drinks. Potter turns on the light over Hawkeye's bed. And there on Hawkeye's bunk is Radar's teddy bear. Not the last time we'll see the teddy bear, but um, you know, it's highly symbolic that Radar came to Korea with this teddy bear because he was still a kid. And we hear him say that a lot no sir i'm just a kid but he leaves it in korea because he's not a kid anymore he's going home an adult and he left it with hawkeye um i think for a very specific reason that hawkeye helped him a lot that hawkeye was like an older brother or almost a father figure for him i would say an older brother because uh
1: it's someone he looked up to.
0: Yeah, Colonel Blake and Colonel Potter were always the father figures. Right. But an
1: older brother, an, an uncle, older brother, bro.
0: an uncle, an uncle—that would be one too. Um, but yeah, in the end, Radar goes home. So that's just
1: a tough ending. Yeah, I I, I know Laura was bawling. Yeah, and <laughs> I
0: no, I was in tears too. There are three episodes that always make me cry: Abyssinia, Henry, Goodbye Radar. And goodbye, farewell, and amen. And sometimes, if I know I just need a good cry, I'll put one of these on because I know that it'll do that. And, um,
1: that one kind of tends to make me angry. The goodbye, farewell. uh, You know, like, okay. We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that. (laughs) That's a whole other
0: thing. But, um, yeah, this is the last appearance of Radar. And, um,. And you know, we say goodbye to Gary Berghoff from the series. So let's just yeah let's talk about this episode. Um, one
1: thing I want to talk about yeah. that I just don't get is yeah. as as the generators went out, there was a, a rib spreader, and Margaret caught <laughs> um, Hawkeye's finger in it, mm-hmm. and he complained this whole episode. Did that have yeah. some sort of meaning? Because seriously, it was one of the plots maybe yeah. they thought it should have been more i don't know all i know is he literally whined and i yeah. know he was in pain I, yeah you know but yeah anytime um, he was around margaret he brought it up almost to make her feel bad it felt like to me
0: yeah and you know one of the wikis mentions that um And uh, the the point, actually, here, let me just bring it up so I can read it. Hawkeye hurts his finger during surgery so badly he has to wear a small cast on it. Since this has no relation to the main plot, it's assumed here that Alda actually hurt his finger in real life, so they had to find a justification for the bandage and work the injury into the show.
1: Oh.
0: Because I agree with you, it does seem out of place, and it seems like he's actually being rather mean to margaret That's about what that I thought. and the only time that this really comes up as a major point in the plot is when radar is unpacking after he decided to stay and hawkeye is trying to tell him if i had the chance i would go even though we know he wouldn't because he had the chance to go home as a corpse not dead but as a corpse and he got off the corpse truck And stayed until they figured it out. Um, But, you know, at that point, when he's trying to shove Radar's clothes back into his suitcase, he, like, knocks his finger and he's... ah, And Radar just goes, oh, yeah.
1: See, you would...
0: I saw you operating with that finger. If you had the chance to go, you'd stay, too. That's, like, the only point where that, like you say, where that really plays a part. Otherwise, it's... Right.
1: Otherwise, it's just... That makes sense, though, if you he heard it in real life and you yeah. had to explain the bandage. Yeah. Okay. You know. I, I just thought that maybe yeah. I was missing some sort of... No. Because with Alan Alda, sometimes there's that little, you know, something extra that he mm-hmm. puts in as something no. to think about.
0: Yeah, no, I think this was... Well, you know, either it was somebody's attempt in writing this that I don't think quite fit in. Or they had to fit it in because of an actual, injury. Of actual
1: injury. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. I just really wanted
0: to, um, yeah. Um, I know that we see uh Zale again in uh, this episode. Um yeah, you know, he tries to fix the uh, main generator and ends up blowing it up. <laughs> um
1: with Klinger on top of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's and an
0: interesting moment.
1: Then without power they had to design something called the Wagenstein.
0: Wagenstein. Steen. Yeah. Um, a suction magic machine.
1: suction machine.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, what was it made out of? Two like two pickle jars and a and a chip beef can.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it basically from what I can tell the two jars had um, liquid that would flow from one into the other. And create suction in a tube that ran um, like from the patient's uh, uh, abdomen through this tube and then into the chipped beef can. So somehow it worked out that by the the liquid flowing between the two jars it created suction such that they could um, they could suction out the the fluid that was building up in this kid.
1: Right. So that was cool to see. And apparently yeah. it was quite famous in the old days because Margaret had heard about it in nursing school. Yeah. They had all heard mm. about it, well, but they had never seen one.
0: Yeah, it. you know, if you listen to what they say about it, uh, they say it was invented by a guy called Dr. Wangenstein in the 1930s. So this was only around for about 20 years, and then when they get the power back, they have... Um, An electric pump. Right. That they use. So, let's see if we can... Wangenstein's suction.
1: So it's real.
0: Yeah. Apparatus is a modified siphon that maintains constant negative pressure. Used on a duodenal tube. It relieves gastric and intestinal distension caused by the retention of fluid. It was created by Dr. Owen H. Wangenstein the chief of surgery at the University of Minnesota. His novel approach to the most important cause of death during gastrointestinal surgery has since been credited with saving more than 100,000 lives. In the episode Goodbye, radar of the television series MASH, a makeshift Wangenstein suction is created by Colonel Potter using odds and ends. So there you go.
1: Okay, so it's even listed.
0: Yeah. I'm just seeing if they actually have a date when it was invented. Ooh, they have pictures. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: But uh yeah. So real thing. Uh that helped siphon off fluid from the abdomen. So that was a real thing didn't look like it was comfortable because there was a tube basically going in the kid's nose down his esophagus and into his stomach i didn't think it
1: looked very comfortable either but
0: but i guess compared to having
1: death and
0: (laughs) yeah all right sure that that's okay
1: um another point that i saw that i felt we need to bring up is the Mm -hmm. mess that Radar came back to.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Like, there was folders and papers everywhere.
0: Kind of looks like my office, actually. I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it just... You know, Radar comes in having been strong-armed into trying to get this generator. Like, literally, you know, he comes back fresh off of R&R, but having had a heck of a time to get back. I mean, he was jammed into a Jeep bed that was on its side in a transport plane to get back and then his jeep ride back was interrupted by three gi's who just push him out of the jeep oh. um he had some perfume for some of the nurses they throw his duffel bag to him the perfume breaks he ends up with a duffel bag that smells like uh the perfume section at uh, macy's <laughs> and uh he ends up going the rest of the way in a uh a cart, a pedal cart, like a rickshaw almost, but more of a uh, a
1: sell, a seller's cart. Yeah, like
0: yeah. Uh, and the,
1: and so we see the guy again that does <laughs> that makes like yeah can make anything out it, of anything. Yeah,
0: it's the same guy who made the bust of Colonel Potter.
1: I thought of that, and he made the um, pressure he, clamp.
0: He, he did not make that. Oh, he didn't. No, that was a different guy.
1: Oh, I thought he did. They that. do not. No, no, I don't even think that, because I thought it was this guy. No, it was
0: a different guy. Okay. Um, But, Renner just had a heck of a time, and Colonel Potter and the rest of the camp, because they've been dealing without electricity for so long, strong-arm him into just going and dealing with the generator issue before he has a chance to, like, decompress, have... He couldn't do it. ...a sip of anything. And, yeah, he couldn't do it, but more than that, he comes into his office, and he's talking to Klinger and just stops...
1: It was terrible. What did you do? Took him two and a half hours to clean it up. <laughs> I cleaned up the mess and there was another mess underneath.
0: <laughs> so it was uh, quite a thing that he walked back into.
1: Which was one of the reasons I think he decided to stay
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the next episode. Because. Oh, yeah. How can I leave? Look how I came back after just a couple of weeks.
0: hmm. Yeah. I. You no, know, not it couldn't have been a couple of weeks, I don't think. No, I think I it don't was think so I think at most it was a week. And it just yeah, what did Klinger do in that short of a time? Amazingly enough, he almost destroyed the company clerk's <laughs> office.
1: And lost a generator and uh, I mean, I know that isn't his fault, but I think mm, radar would look at it that yeah. way.
0: Yeah. But very yeah, unfortunate set of circumstances that radar had to come back to. And like you say, that's why you know, feeling the responsibility he did to the outfit. He says to Colonel Potter, I can fix it so my mom can get along without me. This place won't run without me.
1: But then he said, in this episode at the end, he said, I'm the man of the family now. And then Colonel Potter said, you're going home.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, at the, as of this episode at the end, he was going home.
0: Well, he was yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Because, you know, um, the captain's. And Father Mulcahy and the colonel are all congratulating him. And I think it's Hawkeye who says, I'm happy for you. And Radar says, yeah, I'm happy for me too. I guess. I guess. So he's not sure yet. But, yeah, in, a, in a part two, he's packing up and going through his desk. And he's starting to find stuff.
1: That's, I, I, oh, yeah.
0: The first, what is the first thing he finds?
1: He finds the thermometer that Colonel Henry Blake gave him. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he gave, gave it to him. You know, it was such a touching moment because Henry Blake's father gave it to him.
0: Doesn't work, does it, sir? Nope. <laughs> um. The next then thing he finds. and
1: he um got the purple heart. That, hawk. that Hawkeye was his very first salute that hawkeye ever gave so Mm -hmm. actually the two salutes that hawkeye gave hawkeye gave that you talked about were to radar yep how cool is that
0: yeah yeah hawkeye pinned the purple heart on radar he saluted him and then uh radar finds his picture of of his uncle Uncle ed Ed.
1: oh yeah that was pretty touching i thought that was
0: and this whole time, Klinger's there, and he's whining about, I can't do this. I wasn't born to be a clerk. You were born for office work.
1: Stop and teach me how to do this. Stop packing. Teach me how to do this. You can L- look at this stuff at other times. Clinger. I think it was that picture, though, that made him realize it was real.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, he just, he turns to Klinger and says, Look, I didn't have anybody to help me when I took this job. You've got to learn it. And we hear that again from um, from Father Mulcahy in an upcoming episode here where he says, you know, Colonel Blake, when he first took over, had a company clerk that was so horrible that you thought that the enemy had sent him. When he would try and do paperwork, it looked like hand-to-hand combat.
1: And who was it?
0: You suckered me, Padre. <laughs> You're talking about radar. Oh, yeah the very same nincompoop so you know it
1: anytime you take over a new job i mean you it's just uh, be, it's, yeah it, there there's,
0: there's a period of adjustment
1: there's a learning curve
0: yeah and that's what clinger is going through and it just so happens that radar is still there to see it and again that's between that and you know he helps bj fix the wangenstein suction machine on this kid and uh mm-hmm. Gets the jeeps in there yep, to help with the, the surgery, the and you know Potter says to him, "You may have just saved this kid's life."
1: So he's thinking, if I wasn't here, this kid would be dead. Mm-hmm. So I can see where he decided to stay. Yeah, but it was time to go.
0: It was time to go, and you know, I
1: really would like to know if Radar's character. I know it's not real ends up with the girl i -hmm. could just see him getting back and calling he looked like a a very like he he got this confidence so he was a very confident radar as he was leaving Mm -hmm. that might call her
0: yeah no they you know they said that they would look for each other and sometimes reality is stranger than fiction and they they could have Mm -hmm. very well um it would be interesting, because we do hear a little more about Radar
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, back home, and at one point, how it isn't going quite so well for him. No. Oh. Yeah. We hear that in an episode, and um, we don't ever hear about him after that, but I think he's in Aftermath.
1: I'm not sure. I've never seen it.
0: Yeah. Or is that Potter, Klinger and Father Mulcahy? I'm not sure. We'll have to look that one up. But I, I like to think that they end up.
1: I'd like to think so too, because she seems so. They both like great knee high. Mm-hmm. They both like that small town life. Mm-hmm. You know, I just they look yeah. cute together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like to dream that they were. The me a too. funny thing that happened in this episode, though, to take it not so deep is Margaret was talking about how she had this rag doll she never really cared oh, yeah. about or anything until it Raggedy was time and
0: from, doll. I would it was, punch it and abuse it and throw it.
1: But then when it was gone, I missed it. And mm-hmm. she was talking about Radar. And then Radar walked in and right on the mouth <laughs> gave him a big kiss. And I thought, you go, Margaret. That's what they did to you when, yeah. when Henry was leaving. That's what yeah. I not henry
0: and uh according to the wiki this is the last time that uh the series ever references margaret's old nickname really because radar goes and looks at charles and says oh <laughs> hot lips and that's it apparently He's that's never the last mentioned time again oh no. my gosh which again makes sense in my mind because she's, she's a, the new she's a different their friends yeah she's a new margaret
1: She's so. not Frank's hot lips.
0: <laughs> no. No, she's much different. Um, so, yeah, you know, Radar is dealing with this. And then again, Klinger pulls through this deal with Hondo, which I don't know that Radar would have been able to do.
1: I don't think he would have.
0: Because even if he got down there as quick as Klinger did, Klinger did something because he has that dishonest streak in him. Uh-huh. Klinger did something that Radar would never be able to do. And that is, he took it upon himself to play a part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Almost like all of this pretending that he's been doing led up to this. And it was, uh, you still have an olive in there, I think.
1: Uh, Oh, yay. (laughs) So Radar, I think, would have had it delivered to camp, though.
0: Possible.
1: You know, where Mm -hmm. Klinger went to get it. He's like, I got a chance to get it. I'm going to get it.
0: Yeah. Got
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> but um He got it, I mean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, but this Major comes down to pick up his generator in person and almost gets away with it, but then Klinger goes over to like um he talks with Hon- with Hondo who's a supply sergeant, and then he goes over to talk to the dispatcher who's a corporal. About getting the generator and the guy's like I need to see the requisition order and clear just goes off on him like he is the majors you know clerk or something yeah Yeah. I don't got it major just gave it to Hondo and he's real steamed he knows that you guys have already typed two of his generators and he's not leaving here without this one I'm gonna have to call Hondo better yet Go over. Talk to Hondo. Then the Major can chew out both your butts at the same time. And, and he
1: got his generator and <laughs> drove back with it with a smile <laughs> on his face.
0: Yeah. So that it, it he was... He saved the day. Yeah. And not only that, he brought down a case of scotch to trade Hondo. And the Major almost made off with a couple of bottles. But then Klinger... So
1: was tainted.
0: Tainted <laughs> hooch. And so he got Hondo able to keep all the scotch, and he got away with the generator that he was meant to get away with. And so I think that had a lot to do with proving to Radar that he was capable.
1: It's just the paperwork stuff. And you yeah. know what? Any one of us would have to learn that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the wheeling and dealing and the experience at the job that anybody would have a problem with. Right. But you
1: have to get to know who to mm-hmm. wheel and deal with. Yeah sparky is who radar always goes through yeah
0: yeah um what else because i mean then uh that night colonel potter is ramping up to convince radar that he has to leave and uh radar says no i already decided to go and the next day is when his going away party is and really i outlined all of that already i think
1: i think so too
0: you know taste the awful icing on the cake uh,
1: said goodbye to all his animals just like you said mm-hmm. and left his teddy bear behind which was watch it that's all i can yeah. say
0: yeah you know, again this is um like i said i'll repeat one of the three episodes where i just i can't help it because yeah. you know, radar has been with us for seven seasons
1: He's like a friend. He's like a good friend.
0: Well, And also consider Gary Berghoff as Radar made it from the movie into the show. He's the only one. Oh yeah,
1: that's right.
0: So he's been in M.A.S.H. longer than any other actor at this point because he made that crossover. Nobody else did. And he leaves. Right. So now... So it
1: was quite a sad episode, but yet it was his time to go. Yeah. Time for Klinger to take over Mm -hmm. and Radar to go.
0: And Klinger owns it. Right. Why don't we talk about that for a minute? Because, you know, we have uh, season, what, 8, 9, 10, and 11. So four seasons with Klinger, but I think because we've had Klinger around for so long...
1: And we got to know him.
0: ...that the transition feels really easy, and... It feels like he belongs. Right. You know, you don't... After Clinger's been there a while, and they actually play on screen how tough it is for him at first. After that, you don't really question it. It's it's his job.
1: Once he figured it out.
0: You know, and Potter makes that comment in an episode. You you make it Clinger's office. Stop
1: doing it the way Radar did it, and you do it the way Clinger would do it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And he really owns it and it helps Klinger grow as a person and I think because of that, because of the job and what it does to Klinger he does something that Radar never did in the series he uh, becomes a sergeant oh yeah, for, for seven seasons Radar remained a corporal because of his service as the company clerk um Klinger becomes a sergeant okay, because do. it, it yeah. I think it turned him around he realized
1: I can actually make something of myself
0: mm-hmm. you know and
1: and he was too busy to make any more dresses yeah so he, he <laughs> after this he's always
0: in uniform
1: Yep, i mean he just didn't have time for that lifestyle anymore. No. he didn't have time to feel sorry for himself all those other jobs peeling potatoes mm. um nursing it, it was they were types of jobs that made you think all the time yeah. he didn't have time no to think or to dream or to <laughs>
0: you know well yeah no i, I get what you're saying because yeah he was busy you
1: had other people to worry about not yourself
0: yeah. he couldn't scheme
1: Right, right. But think about it in life. If you have too much time to think about yourself, you start Mm -hmm. feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. If you're thinking of other people Mm -hmm. in life and and really doing volunteer or whatever or thinking of other people, Mm -hmm. you don't have time to worry about yourself and Mm -hmm. get that poor me attitude.
0: And I think we see that with Radar, too. You know, he doesn't have that chance to feel sad for himself because he's too worried
1: busy because you never see him cry over uncle ed and he was close to uncle ed
0: yeah and he's more concerned more concerned with the patients and the doctors and the staff than he is about home right and so i mean you know just to bring it back around to radar i think you see that what you exactly what you're saying that's what radar is going through is he's so busy with his job
1: and i think we need to do a toast sure to carry Berghoff, to, Berg
0: to radar and you know i think the other thing uh, that's important to note here with radar leaving is something that was prevalent with the korean and the vietnam war is that you could be in korea on thursday and be back home on sunday and yeah. that and that's what happened to him was yeah. he literally went from MASH and all of that to, to home. home. There was no decompression. There was no helping him readjust his civilian life. He went from a combat area, which is what it was.
1: Which why is why there was so much PS PTSD,
0: PTSD. yeah. Yeah. Uh. To home. You know, they say that you'll be home for Sunday supper. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: Oh, yep, yeah. oh my goodness. To go from here I am in charge of a whole platoon to where the heck am I? Yeah. I, yeah.
0: That. Uh,
1: very, very, I mean, he, he knows his role at home. It's a farm.
0: Mm-hmm. But how
1: many people? Do, uh, it, yeah. it
0: would be a hard adjustment for anyone, and I'm glad that they now. show that yeah. there. And that, yeah, that we've realized. Right. That. That soldiers, that um, marines, that sailors, that right. airmen can't just go back. Right. You know, that you have to have a period of adjustment, that you have to have support, and that yeah, there's still room for improvement, but at least it's better. Right. You know, you go back, you stay on base, as I understand it, you stay on base, you decompress, you get used to a life that's not combat anymore.
1: And then go.
0: And then you go home. So, but, um.
1: Well, great episode. Yeah. Watch it. Let us know what you think. Yeah. How do they do that? Oh, wait, you have. (laughs) Sorry.
0: That's okay. Uh, let's talk about guest stars. We'll just run through all of them for both episodes. We have Marilyn Jones as Lieutenant Patricia Patty Haven, Michael O'Dwyer as Olson, Tony Cristino as Sergeant LeGros. Errol Blanton as Private Ho, Sean Fallon Walsh as Forster, John St. Elwood as Private Reese, Richard Lee Song as the Rickshaw driver.
1: Oh, okay.
0: uh, uncredited appearances by Sherry Saba, Lori Bates, Joanne Thompson, Jennifer Davis, Kelly Nakahara, and Gwen Farrell. Lee DeBro as Major George Van Kirk, Whitney Rideback. As Sergeant Hondo McKee and David Dozer as the dispatcher. Uh, writer, writers for both of these episodes were Ken Levine and David Isaacs. Director was Charles S. Dubin. Uh, Goodbye Radar Part One had production code S six ten. Goodbye Radar Part Two had production code S six eleven. Part 1 was originally aired October 8th, 1979 and Part 2 was originally aired October 15th, 1979. So, yeah. Watch this episode. Let Let us us know. know? And you can do that by either emailing us directly, whiskeyandmash at narclaninc.com or heading over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Like page there. You can message us or leave a comment on our posts there. I try and put a post out on our Facebook page every time I upload a new episode. And all the episodes that I upload are available not only on iTunes or your favorite podcast application, just search for Whiskey and Mash and we'll be there. Subscribe, that way you get all of the new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, Whiskey and Mash, or if you don't do the podcast thing, you can head over to our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash, and there on the site are linked all of the raw MP3 files of all of our recordings. You can find them all there, stream them off the website, or download them for your MP3 playing device, so you can listen to us at work, on the go, doing yard works, uh, shoveling the snow on your drive, whatever, and if you want to help support this podcast, if you think that uh we do a good enough job to have deserved that the best way to support us is to share this podcast with a family member a friend a co-worker an enemy we really don't mind that's <laughs> fine uh somebody who you think would enjoy listening to us ramble on for a half hour to 45 minutes every week and as far as i can tell uh i think for the most part we've never missed a week uh, or we
1: have <laughs> yeah you but, have never. but but like no, the podcast had, has never missed a week
0: i don't think so because um just late last year i saw that our 52nd episode was being posted
1: for ryan's
0: yeah it, it was uh it was 52 weeks mm-hmm. after the first one so that so it would match up no in theory and that's what we're trying to do, is stay consistent with this uh, podcast. And we hope that you enjoy it. Again, let us know. Uh, message us, email us. Just let us know you're out there. It would be great. Uh, right. Until next week, I'm Chris.
1: I'm Gloria. And here's to you.
0: See you next time.
1: This was a sad episode. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. 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 looking watching
0: comedies. Fair enough. <laughs> I dig it. Oh, have a good day, good night, good weekend. Good night.